Sam was the Brahma of the one living with, pure in the body, Asmin, this Gunaha, the object of sense perception, Yatha, just like Guninaha, of his respective sense organ, Vyakta Drastehe, who oversees the material manifestation, Tasmai, onto him, Maha Ishaya, onto the Supreme Controller, Namaskaromi, I offer my obeisances. Translation by Divine Grace, Shri as the sense objects, form, taste, touch, smell and sound cannot understand how the senses perceive them, so the conditioned soul, although residing in his body along the super soul, cannot understand how the supreme spiritual person, the master of the material creation, directs his senses. Let me offer my respectful obeisances onto the Supreme Person who is the Supreme Controller. The individual soul and the Supreme Soul live together within the body. This is confirmed in the Upanishads by the analogy that two friendly birds live in one tree while one bird eating the fruit of the tree and the other simply witnessing and directing. Although the individual living being who is compared to the bird that is eating is sitting with his friend, the Supreme Soul, the individual living being cannot see him. Actually, the Super Soul is directing the workings of his senses and the enjoyment of sense objects. But as these sense objects cannot see the senses, the conditioned soul cannot see the directing soul. So the conditioned soul has desires and the supreme soul fulfills them. But the conditioned soul is unable to see the supreme soul. Thus Prajapati Daksha offers his obeisances to the supreme soul, the super soul, even though unable to see him. And the example is given that although ordinary citizens work under the direction of the government, they cannot understand how they are being governed or what the government is. In this regard, Madhvacharya quotes the following verse from the Skanda Purana. Yatha rajagna priyatpam tu vritya vedena chapmanaha tata jivo na yatsakyam vittitas vainamostute as the various servants in the different departments of big establishment cannot see the Supreme Managing Director under whom they are working, the conditioned souls cannot see the Supreme Friend sitting within their bodies. Let us therefore offer our respectful obeisances on the Supreme who is invisible to our material eyes. Om Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshogun Melitam Yena Tasmai Sri Guru Vena Maha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Mandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Padakamalam Sri Guru Nvaishnavascha Sri Rukam Sakrajatam Sarganaragunatanditam Tamsajivam Sarvaitam Savadrutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Saitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Patan Sarganga Lalita Sri Vishakam Vitamscha Mukam Karoti Vachanam Pantam Langaite Giram Yatrupatamam Vande Paramananda Madhavam The Supreme Personality of Godhead has the form of Satchitananda Vigraha transcendent with bliss, knowledge, and eternity. I offer my respect for business who turn the down into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains. Such is the mercy of the Supreme Lord. See, 
from Vedic perspective does not mean that the rest of the senses are lower or inferior. In fact, it is not the Nainam, but it is the auditory sense which is important and if it is coming through disciplic succession. If the message is received in the disciplic succession, that Avarodha, so we receive from uh, in a bona fide sampradaya, then uh, it is that knowledge given importance or cognizance. So here, it is not that the soul has to see the super soul, but the soul has to hear about the super soul. And hence we find here, Daksha is offering Namaskaromi. Although Prabhupada said that the, uh, the conditioned soul desires and the Supreme Soul fulfills, conditioned soul is unable to see the Supreme Soul. Thus, Pratapati offers his obeisance Supreme Soul, the Super Soul, even though unable to see him. So it's not that he has to see him with the eyes, but we have to see him with the ears. So if you can see the Super Soul, who is so, by hearing from Guru Parampara in a bona fide Sampradaya, the existence of the soul and how he directs our activity um, then to that super soul, although I may not be able to see with my nainam, I can offer my obeisances, which is Namaskaro. It's not only that the super soul exists along with the uh, soul as is given in the uh, analogy, but the soul also, super soul, exists in every atom. Andantarastha paramanchayantarastha. And yet, and it said that, I think in one of the purports, uh, Srila Prabhupada and Bhagavad Gita say that not only the super soul exists along with the soul, but he also exists within the soul. Anyone remembers which verse Prabhupada is the purport? Not only the super soul exists along with the soul, but the super soul exists in the super, in the soul, within the soul, because Andantarasta Paramanuchayantarastam, he exists in every atom, every element, because he is smaller than the smallest. It's interesting that we are conscious of many things in life. And if someone touches me, I am conscious that the person has touched me. And here I find that uh, the black ants, uh, they bite. It's uh, unusual. In India we find the black ant doesn't bite. But here, the black ants bite. Has anyone observed that? And a couple of black ants I've seen at my property. And then when I was reading, suddenly a prick appears and then I realize, oh, a black ant has bitten me. I'm aware of such a, a tiny living entity biting me, but I'm not aware of the Supreme Soul who conducts my sensual activity, who directs my sensual activity. Why is that I'm not aware of it? Because I have turned away from the Super Soul. What is that verse which talks about that, that we have turned away from Krishna? Anyone remembers? Which is that verse which talks about we have turned away from Krishna? Sorry? Yeah. Krishna Bahir Mukha Hanam Bhoga Vanchakare Nikatastha Maya Pare Japati Yadhare. So it says that Maya is waiting nearby, and as soon as we show a little interest, by just looking with interest the material energy, Maya is not waiting for us to fall down, rather, she will give attack a slap. So it's because we have turned away from Krishna, therefore, we do not see, uh, although he is in so proximity. And here it is said that Krishna is Maha Ishaya. 
the supreme controller. Where do you find uh, this being picked up in Bhagavad Gita? Which is the chapter where it, uh, Krishna talks about this? Anyone remembers? The individual is a tiny controller who knows about his own body, whereas the Lord is the Mahaishaya, is the supreme controller. He knows the uh, activities in all the living entities. Sorry? 13th chapter. Thank you, Mahataji. So, 13th chapter starts with the questions. Arjuna said, Oh, my dear Krishna. I wish to know about Prakriti, Purusha, and the field and the knower of the field, and of knowledge and the object of knowledge. The Supreme Person of Godhead said, This body, O son of Kunti, is called the field, and one who knows this body is called the knower of the field. So one who knows this body, one who knows this body where I am existing, then that person is called the knower of the body. But Krishna does not stop there. Krishna continues in the next verse and he says, Kshetrajnana cha apimam vidhi sarva kshetreshu bharata kshetre kshetrajnayo jnana yattaj jnana matam mama osyana bharata You should understand that I am also knower in all bodies and to understand this body and its knower is called knowledge. This is my opinion. So therefore Krishna is saying that yes you are a controller implying you are a tiny controller and you know somewhat not all activities which are happening in your body. Some activities you seem to be knowing but I am the super controller or super knower and I know what is happening in every body. And then he continues that reign in that chapter, 13th chapter, and then he concludes in 13.23, Upadrasta Anumanta Cha Bhatta Bhokta Maheshwaraha Parmatmeti Cha Abhyutto Dehis in Purushaparama. So Maheshwaraha, that I am the transcendental supreme proprietor and what is what do I do who exists as an overseer and permitter as Upadrasta and Anumanta. I am overseeing and Anumanta, I'm permitting. So unless the Lord permits, I can't even lift my hand. So we have in our body, we say that there are uh, three layers of existence. We exist as a gross body. You can see that hands, legs, the whole body. And then there is a subtle body, which is the uh, subtle body consists of mind, intelligence, false ego. And then we have the spiritual body. So in Sanskrit we say Stula Sukshma Sharir and Adhyatmika Sharir. The gross body, the subtle body and the spiritual body. So it's the subtle body of the Sukshma Shariram that the thinking, feeling and willing happens. But how will the thinking, feeling, willing, subtle energy is able to move the gross body? So there is a connection. On one side you have the Adhyatmika Shariram, that is the uh, spiritual body, and the other end you have the gross body, that is Stula Shariram. But in between is the Sushma Shariram. So gross body, spiritual body, and in between is the subtle body. But between the subtle body and the gross body is the Prana. And that's where the soul exists in the five layers of the, uh, what are the five types of prana? You have the prana, apana, yam, so the five parts. So in that five eight at the neutral point, you said the vector, is the soul existing. So what soul desires, Krishna permits as a super soul. 
And how does, when he gives the permission, what does he do? He activates the prana. When the prana is activated, it pushes the gross body. So therefore the feel, thinking, feeling, willing of the subtle body is understood by the super soul. He, when he approves it, then the prana is activated and that prana pushes the gross body. And then only I can lift my arm or I can move my legs. It's a very wonderful science which is very difficult for an ordinary person to understand. That you have the spiritual body, you have the gross body, you have the subtle body, and between the subtle body and the gross body exists the prana, and it is this prana which is activated uh, by the super soul, and then the uh, gross body moves. Because the gross body is made up of the five elements, and these elements, they belong to the Supreme Lord, it's not mine. So unless he activates, unless he pushes, then the, the elements will not work. And where does this subtle body exist in our body? Where does it exist? Yes, Mataji, where does this go? Sorry? In the? Heart. I don't think. Yeah, in the brain is it according to uh, neurologists or the brain scientists, but uh, not according to Vedic scientists. The soul is wrapped up within the subtle body and you can't really pinpoint where exactly the subtle body is in this body. One can't say that subtle body exists only in the brain or anywhere in uh, any part of the body. It is there all over because it's a subtle energy. Just as the gross body, you can't say where the elements exist. The Bhumirapo Nalokayu, where does it exist in the gross body? It exists all over, everywhere. So similarly, the subtle energy also exists everywhere in the body and it wraps up the soul and the, when the soul is migrating from one body to another body, it moves along with the subtle body because Yamaraj, we have seen in Ajaman's pastime that when Yamaduta, they throw the rope to pull the uh, soul out of the body, obviously the rope is a material element and that material element cannot touch the spirit soul because spirit soul is transcendental and hence the soul is pulled out of the body, gross body by pulling the subtle body. Subtle body is material energy, the rope is also material energy. So that material energy pulls this material energy and along with that the soul is extracted uh, from the So this concept of the prana activating uh, the gross body because of the subtle energy desire or because of the soul's desire can be thought of uh, the pneumatic equipment. Those of you are from engineering background, uh, you have the uh, mechanism but either by use hydraulic pressure or the liquid pressure to push the elements or you use the uh, air pressure, this is called a pneumatic pressure, uh, to push the elements. So here we find the prana pressure being used to activate the gross elements. And Prabhupada continues the, uh, the analogy that uh, it is the Paramatma Supreme Lord, he is present within to sanction, he is present within to sanction the individual souls desiring material enjoyment. So the desiring of material enjoyment, it continues from previous lifetimes. I think we have discussed this many times in the past that we have the uh, vritti, the series of thoughts based on that I perform an activity or action that creates a samskara 
and when that samskara is repeated, it becomes a vasana, and that vasana is stored in chitta, and then that chitta, when I get my next body, then Krishna makes the arrangement under the divine force that the because that chitta stores all my desires and the look Krishna looks at the eligibility, accordingly I get my next body. So therefore I get the psychophysical body, that the subtle body with the physical body. And because I'm given by the under the direction of the divine force, I continue to add based on this swabhav I have uh, with which I am born. Because that swabhav is the desire stored in subconscious plane, in the chitta. And so we think that, well, I'm independent, I'm thinking, I'm working, but actually Krishna as a super soul, he knows what is there, our desire. So therefore, accordingly, my psychic nature has been given to me, and then I'm moving in that along the plane of my psychic nature only. And I'm thinking that I'm using my free will, but actually I'm being directed by the super soul who is the friend who is sitting with me, says, well, this is your desire, accordingly I am giving you the software, or accordingly I am giving you this from how, and then you are functioning according to how, and therefore you get what has been destined to you. And then how do we break the cycle? The only way to break the cycle is not to use your own how, but to use borrowed how or we need to borrow the intelligence. And from where do I borrow the intelligence? I borrow the intelligence from Guru, Shastra and Sadhu. So when instead of functioning or instead of behaving according to my Swabhav, if I start behaving according to borrowed intelligence, then my destination undergoes a change. And therefore, Srila Prabhupada says that when I'm clapping, although the lines they said, they tend to say that these lines indicate my destiny, but as I clap in a Sankirtan movement, then you find the lines undergo a change because I'm performing the Sankirtan not according to my desire, but I'm performing the Sankirtan according to Sadhus, Guru, and Shastra. So it's a borrowed intelligence. And with that power internal, my destination was a change. And hence, you cannot predict the future of a devotee. Because the lines are constantly changing. And I can give my own personal example. Five years back, I was told uh, that my lifespan uh, is too short. I may, I may leave the body anytime. So that was an indication given to me by two astrologers and you may say my wife believes in uh, astrology and she said let's uh, wrap up ourselves and leave back to India. Let's go back to uh, Holy Dham and start deciding. So even if you leave uh, then your goal, your destiny would be better. But somehow these circumstances were created in the family in such that we couldn't move out of Melbourne and I'm still alive uh, and I'm here uh, on Vyasasana. Although in India they say that you go for pension, uh, they'll ask you for a certificate to declare that you were alive last year. So here uh, I'm alive and I'm taking the session. So what is the importance of Upadrasana Anumantacha is that by understanding God is not the sole controller, we can avoid blaming him when bad things happen because I am also a tiny controller. Otherwise you say anything bad happening in my life, it is because of the Lord, it's happening in my life. But because I am also a tiny controller, I play a role in it and hence I cannot blame him. And by understanding that the Lord is a supreme controller, we can we can stay devoted to Him even during adversities. 
So, it is a double-edged sword. As a tiny controller, when things are not working my way, I can take the blame. And then, during adversity, I can still think of the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Controller, that He would extricate me uh, from the difficult situations. And with that faith, I can move forward uh, on my spiritual journey. Or I can move forward uh, in my material journey. And Prabhupada gives the example uh, from Madhvacharya that Yatha Raja Rajagna Priyatvam tu Vritya Vedena Chatmanaha Tata Chivo Nayat Sakyam Vetitasmai Namostute. As the various servants in the different departments of big establishments cannot see the Supreme Manning Director and of whom they are working, the conditioned souls cannot see the Supreme Friend sitting within their body. So just as in a big uh, enterprise, that the uh, individuals cannot see the person they talk. They hardly get to see him. But still, he is there. So similarly, the conditioned souls cannot see the Supreme Friend sitting within their bodies. However, still we can be here about the uh, Supreme Friend through the Shasik uh, injection in a parampara, then what do we do? Let's offer our obeisances to that Maheshaya uh, Namaskaromi. We offer our obeisances. Yeah. Uh, any question or comment before we move to today's? I think Mataji said, Jagannath Babaji's disappearance day. Okay. So any comment or any question before we take, we try to uh, remember Jagannath uh, Babaji. Yes, bro. I always have this question uh, regarding the gross body and subtle body. Since this body that is given in this lifetime is unaware of the past desire, past lifetime, what happens. Only Lord knows what 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 the soul is being going through. So how can we how can we go on the direct right path because this soul in the previous lifetimes had desires or whatever it is. So what's the right way what's what's the right way that was there is also uh, three types of modes of nature. This this soul is also having three types of modes of nature and it's so clean with those modes of nature it's like it's very hard for the soul because in, in the case of Arjuna also Arjuna was uh, Arjuna would have the like face-to-face -face interaction with Krishna that's why he was even that time he was also asking questions that he was not ready yet like that to feel because Krishna had to explain him thoroughly so much so many times Krishna had to explain before he could finally understood and how like for souls, normal souls like us, how can how how is it possible for for uh, uh, for this gross body to understand the true nature of the how uh, this the gross body can come back to Godhead so that can meet the meet the what super soul what the super soul wants us to uh, do in this lifetime. So, as I understand your question is, how does a jiva turn towards the, towards the Lord? Is that the question? There are uh, two aspects to that. One wonderful devotees who go on Sankirtan, it is they shower mercy, causeless mercy, they give it to the jivas outside by performing uh, Sankirtan. 
by distributing prasadam, whatever, uh, on, I think Wednesdays and Fridays, I think, isn't it? Not the Wednesday and Friday at the temple. Have you been any time, uh, have you participated? How did you come in contact with Harinam? How did you come to temple? Or how did you come to know that you should come to the temple and then associate with the activities happening in the temple? How did it happen to you? It just came from inside. Sorry? It just came from inside. But just now we said that uh, from the previous life, I don't know what is happening. I forgot. And how is that something just said to you from within? made you to come to the temple, isn't it? So the same thing can happen to others also. And that, that awareness is created or the direction is given to the jiva by the mercy of devotees who spend their, uh, who give their life, who give their time, who give their energy in spreading Krishna consciousness. So therefore, we should uh, namaskaromi offer your dandavas to those devotees who have brought you uh, to path of Krishna consciousness. So Krishna chose an instrument and in, in that, through that instrument you have come to the And never forget that person or that personality who brought you to the temple on the righteous path. So devotees go and then uh, create that spiritual sukruti, we call it Ajnana sukruti. Ajnana sukruti is not on the material platform, but Ajnana sukruti or the Bhakti sukruti, uh, which is given or created, and when that piles up to maturity, uh, you take the righteous path. Or sometimes Prabhupada says that I have created the sukruti for you. <coughs> so a pure devotee can give you the sukruti. And then you come under the shelter of the triangle, the sadhu, shastras and guru. Somehow you come in, if the soul desires, somehow Krishna makes the arrangement. And this is the true story of every devotee in the temple. Somehow the desire has sprung from within because the sukriti was created or the sukriti happened uh, by the mercy of devotee because bhakti is transcendental and bhakti devi requires a medium and that medium is a devotee. It is from bhakti from the heart of a devotee comes to the another heart. Because she needs a medium. I also wanted to know, like, we were given this work because in the previous works, uh, is it like that, that because of the previous desires, that, that's why we uh, got this work, because we could not uh, completely eradicate the desires, that's why the Lord made arrangement with the new body. So, See, the, the jiva cannot, have, cannot be desireless, Prabhupada says that we cannot be without any desires because it's only a stone can be or an inert body can only be desireless. A living force will have the desire but it's only you have to change the nature of desire from being myself at the center to the Lord being at the center. If I can make that shift that's a quantum shift in our consciousness. That person who has made that shift is the person who takes to the path of Krishna consciousness. And we don't have to uh, go through the cycle of the Yeah, we, by the process of Krishna consciousness, you are purifying the subtle body, or the desires are located in chitta, the subtle body. So when the subtle body is purified, then at the time of death, the subtle body evaporates. So it means that the process should eliminate the subtle body. When there is no subtle body, then the spirit soul returns back to the spiritual world. 
because the cross body goes to the crematorium, this subtle body has been dissolved, and what is left is the spirit soul that returns back to the spiritual world. Yeah. Maybe we will spend only a few minutes because it's ten to nine and I'm aware of the time factor, especially when Priya Mataji is sitting in the audience, she says that, Prabhu, you are crossing the time limit. Nine o'clock, the class should end. I hope all of us can identify Jalanar Babaji. Is Jalanar Babaji there? Where is he? So this is the uh, prayer normally offered to uh, Jagannath Babaji. Gaura Virbhava Bhumestvam Nirdeshta Saijana Priyaha Vaishnava Sarva Bhaumaha Sri Jagannathaya Kenamaha. I offer my respectful obeisances to Jagannath Babaji Maharaj, who is respected by the entire Vaishnava community and who discovered the place where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. So if we have to thank anyone in a personality for confirming the exact place of birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then the credit goes to uh, Jagannatha Babaji. It is said that in history, uh, when When Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he was uh, trying to discover the actual place of birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then uh, in Navadip Dham, I think Nava is nine islands, so every island, the persons would say that, no, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has appeared in our place, in this place, so they would narrate the, uh, we call Talapurana, or the local history. The local history, what they have heard from the previous generations. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur was in a state of confusion because wherever he went, wherever he traveled, everyone would say that this is the place where uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was appeared. And he wanted a confirmation, and then uh, he requests his spiritual master, Sikshaguru. Jagannath Babaji, and at that time, Jagannath Babaji, what was his age? Almost 140 years. We are not talking of 60, 70, 10, 20. He was almost 140 years coiled like a small baby and hardly could see anything because his uh, eyelids cover his eyes. So for him to see anything, his two disciples from the two sides would lift his eyelid, only then he could see. And that's how he would offer the boga, and that's how he would offer his obeisance to the Lord. So that old was he. But when he was brought by his servant on a basket uh, to the place where Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, is this a place, the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance? From that basket, Jagannath Babaji jumps out of it and starts dancing in ecstasy. And he said, this is the place where uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. And it says that when he started dancing, he was dancing like a lion, roaring and dancing. And he stretched his body to about six feet in length. So you can imagine an elderly person coiled like a small, uh, tiny baby, and such a person who could hardly walk because he was being carried by his personal servant in a basket. But the moment he came to the place where he saw uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, then he jumps into the basket and starts dancing in ecstasy. So therefore, it is said that who discovered the place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. It is said that he was born around 1780 AD. 
uh, in a place called Tangil district and what is called today uh, Bangladesh. There are others also who say that he appears in some other adjoining place, but this is the info uh, I could get from Stephen Tabu from his website. And said that Bhavdevindya Bhushan had a disciple named Uddhavadas. I think all of you know that who Bhavdevindya Bhushan is. Or Bhavdevindya Bhushan uh, is the Acharya, the disciple of Vishnachikati Thakur, and uh, he re-establishes the credentials of uh, Gaudiya Sampradaya, uh, where he had to uh, discuss, debate with, uh, with other Sampradaya and to defeat them. So he, he wrote the commentary, uh, he wrote the commentary, what the, it is called the, sorry? Seriya And then his famous Bhagavad Gita book also, and Srila Prabhupada dedicates his Bhagavad Gita as it is to Baldi Vidya Bhushan. So he had a disciple called Uddhavadas, and this disciple was Sri Madhusudanadas Babaji, who lived in a place called Suryakund in Vrindavan. And Madhusudanadas Baba's disciple was Jagannathar Babaji. So that is the uh, chain and Jagannatha Babaji was the spiritual master of Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Bhaktivinoda Thakur is the, uh, you can say, he brought the Renaissance uh, within the movement who re-established uh, the Gaudiya Sampadaya. There are many pastimes uh, which are spoken about Jagannath Bhapaji, but we just pick up only uh, one or two uh, because of the, the time factor. We've already said that how Jagannath Bhapaji was uh, responsible for identifying uh, the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu birth. And it's also said that Jagannath Bhapaji uh, used to receive a lot of donations by people from uh, disciples, others who would come because he was an exalted uh, devotee and highly knowledgeable. He was considered to be a Rasika uh, devotee and he would do bhajans throughout the night. So devotees or the local area residents would come and give a lot of money. And what would he do? He said that go and buy rasgullas and other sweets and give it to cows and other living entities. They said, why not to the, uh, why only to the dogs and uh, cows? Said, they are all dhamvasis. They should be given. It's better to give them than the pseudo-vasis of, uh, because these people are involved in activities which are against the Vedic intention. So it's better to give to the other living entities than to uh, these people. It is also said uh, that Jainata Babaji met Bhaktivinoda Thakur for the first time in 1880 AD and the second meeting took place sometime in 1891, that is after a decade. And then they discussed extensively the Krishna Katha and it is said that when Jagannath Babaji uh, left the planet, out of compassion for all the conditioned souls, Jagannath Babaji transferred his power of bhajan, his knowledge uh, of the Shastra and Prema Bhakti directly into the heart of Bhaktivinoda. So he empowered in one sense Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, to continue the Gaudiya movement. And Jagannath Babaji, uh, he gave a couple of instructions to everyone. One, you must avoid women, men who associate with women or with a man who in any way associates with a man who associates with a woman. So 
So do not associate with a person who associates uh, with other women. That's the first instruction. Two, to realize the supreme goal of life, you must repeat Harinam regularly and steadfastly. So you should chant regularly and steadfastly. Steadiness is so important that it must be maintained even at the cost of one's own life. So it's important that we maintain the steadiness of Krishna consciousness even at the expense of one's own life. Three, never forget Gaura who is more merciful and benevolent than Krishna. This is the third instruction. That never forget Lord Gauranga. Why? Because Krishna is just like a ruler who takes into account your offenses in his administration of justice. Whereas Gaura does not take your offenses into account. He is so merciful. So therefore we call him as Mahavadanyaya. Where Krishna is more interested in the dispensation of justice, Gaura is more interested in the distribution of mercy. So therefore, uh, Gaura Kirtana is more useful than Krishna Kirtana. And hence, Gaura Kirtana means Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Pradhatha So therefore we find the temple, some devotees, they try to repeat this line more, more often than uh, the Hare Krishna itself. And finally, Krishna is the avatar of Dwapara Yuga. And we are not living in Dwapara Yuga. Gaura is the Kali Yuga avatar. So therefore, we should sing the name and glories of avatar in whose age we are living. Gauranga has appeared in our lifetime. Krishna has appeared in previous yuga. So why should we pick up previous yuga's avatar? Why not pick up this yuga's avatar? Therefore, just as in the kingdom we praise the ruling king, and therefore, Jai Sachinandana Gaurahari, Jai Sachinandana Gaurahari. It is said that in Krishna Leela, um, Babaji was Rasika Manjari. Anyone knows about Rasika Manjari? Madhu Manjari must be knowing about Rasika Manjari. No? Okay. So it is said that um, Babaji left the, uh, he born up his pastime on Monday, the February 25th, 1895. So what was, he was 1780 to 1895. So that shows uh, how many years? Mataji. 1895 to 1780. 105 years. 115. 115. So there is some calculation the way they have given the uh, age factor. There seems to be some discrepancy. But what we know is he has lived for a very, very, very long life to bless this planet. Because such souls are extremely, extremely rare to travel this planet. All glories to somebody who is Uh, 
he'll, he'll ignore your faults and shower his mercy. Whereas Krishna uh, will not ignore your fault. So therefore, take shelter of Gauranga who will give you the shelter of Lord Krishna. But taking shelter of Gauranga means chanting of Krishna's name. Yes, but first we, we, when you first you take Gauranga's lotus feet, uh, then you take uh, Krishna's lotus feet. Because in India, you find that everyone knows Krishna, but they hardly take shelter of Krishna. They, Entire one billion population knows about Krishna. But how many of them have seriously taken the shelter of Krishna? It's only after Gauranga's appearance uh, that people have come to know about Krishna and they've seriously taken shelter of Krishna. So therefore, first take Gauranga's shelter and who would take us to uh, Krishna's Thank you, Mama. Hare Krishna. 